You are listening to the Underdog Dentist show, a reflection about your dreams, a journey in achieving them, and more importantly, how you are making an impact in the online world. I am the Underdog Dentist and I'll be your host. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to The Bigger Question. Today we have with us Dr. Bhavdeep Singh Ahuja. Uh, Dr. Bhavdeep, uh, he shared his knowledge uh, with us in the form of uh, various seminars, various online webinars on the Underdog Dentist Squad. Uh, in the month of June, he took uh, four Sundays. Uh, he taught about uh, finances and retirement policies, how uh, one can manage his finances while working after and even after uh, retiring. So uh, I welcome Dr. Bhavdeep. Uh, Dr. Bhavdeep, as we all know, is a private practitioner from Ludhiana with over 21 years of clinical experience. He is a triple MBA in hospital management, finance and HR and marketing. Uh, Dr. Bhavdeep, welcome to the show. Hello, Girish. Uh, thank you. It is a pleasure on my part that uh, I'm uh... Uh, host, uh, you are hosting me in such a great podcast. Uh, uh, Thank you so much, sir. The pleasure uh, is always ours. So, uh, we'll just keep it very simple, very to the point, and uh, everything should be uh, very concise here. And uh, let's just start with a few questions and then uh, we'll start off with the entire process of this particular uh, bigger uh, question thing that we are doing. Everyone knows, uh, everyone have that image about you. Uh, they have a certain image about Dr. Bhavdeep, that he is the finance guy. He is uh, someone from whom you can learn about medical legal aspects, from whom uh, you can go ahead and learn about practice management. But uh, a very few people know about who Dr. Bhavdeep actually is. So please introduce yourself and please tell something that people uh, actually don't know much about you. This is a very interesting question, Girish. Uh, I have been an engineer by choice and love since uh, my childhood. I have been a say, topper in maths in my 10th standard as well. So figures and numbers come naturally to me. So even otherwise also I was known as the house mechanic. Uh, even till now I'm known as that because oh. uh, I was a big fan of gadgets, opening up, doing a kind of x-ray kind of thing for them. And then uh, sometimes I was able to uh, rejoin them back to their normal position and sometimes it could not be. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is this is one aspect. Uh, yes, uh, in those days, in those days, I, I'm talking of the 90s, the profession was uh, chosen by parents for you. You couldn't have a say or a bigger say, I will say, in these regards. As regards my choice of what I wanted to be in my life, I think I remember I was in 6th or 7th standard when I first read about the great man Leonardo da Vinci. Mm -hmm. So I was actually shocked, no, I won't say surprised, I was shocked that how could a person do work of so many professions altogether. 
and since childhood this is a very lesser known fact since childhood uh, or say whenever i came to know about him he has been my biggest inspiration so he he actually say made me do different works apart from my first uh, love now my first love has always dentistry it wasn't there since childhood uh, or say even after joining graduation but uh, that was one guy who was the life changer for me in my early childhood and then uh, once i graduated i'll say 10 years or 11 years after that the bigger movement came in the form of a movie uh, we all know we have been a big fan of that three idiots uh-huh. right it released in december or christmas 2009 and that changed my life direction i had been doing certain things of that uh, in my life but yes uh, i actually stopped going after targets in my life after that so the the take home message take home message of that movie was chase excellence don't go after success because once chase excellence success will follow itself so uh, i learned from that or say reaffirm my faith in that that learning is a process and once you do that life is also about that and i have a quote for that also i wrote in 2017 inspired by that only wow. sometimes uh-huh. we are too sometimes we are too busy in uh, say or say interested in the proceedings that we forget the whole process so everything we do in life is a process and sometimes we get impatient and uh, expect results overnight and that is where the problem comes in our life and when the dreams or the say targets don't get fulfilled and that is where we get hurt so chase excellence success will automatically follow itself interesting very interesting and i can relate to you uh, at so many levels uh, even uh, i can imagine or i can think of uh, uh, some of the photographs that i have uh, of mine from uh, my younger days i used to uh, sit with the mixer grinder and i used to do the similar stuff like uh, uh, dissecting each and every kind of electronic gadget that is in front of me and uh, from there only everything started uh, yes uh, it is it is actually a thing uh, as i said parents chose the profession in those days we mm-hmm. couldn't do that but but we we actually uh, have been doing it you say na you can't you change the uh, destiny of someone luckily right. dentistry is also like opening up things and rejoining them together so that is why i fell in love with it in the profession which was never my first choice so mm-hmm. maybe 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 it was uh, destined for that exactly okay okay so quite interesting that was um, okay let's uh, let's move on uh, but uh, you talked about the process and even i believe that uh, it is the journey that matters see uh, what i see and what i feel about life or whatever uh, energy i am putting in Uh, i see everything uh, from the perspective of a journey and not from uh, a perspective of a beginning or the end so it was quite interesting that you talked about the process uh, the entire process of getting involved in dentistry and not thinking about uh, the minor goals that we have uh, that was quite something we'll talk about one dream that you had uh, maybe in your school days maybe when you were in your teenage and how that uh, dream improvised with that dream how you improvised uh, from that particular initial dream 
to now so uh, it, they, we we usually have different dreams at different age groups uh, i used to have some different dreams when i was uh, in my school like i used i wanted to be a scientist but not anymore and uh, when i came ahead now i want uh, to be someone who is you know uh, getting uh, hold of dentistry and getting hold of uh, the other businesses that i run to be a better person and the entire need and the want of uh, becoming something huge like a scientist or something like that is uh, kind of diminished so i would like to know that uh, perspective uh, from your learning from your life my my one dream that uh, came true was actually having a bigger clinic and so that i am visible luckily for me because uh, dentistry was never my first choice uh, in fact medical science was never my first choice i always wanted to be an engineer as i said earlier uh, but by third year i had fallen in love with dentistry and uh, still day dentistry is my first love if if i speak of profession wise if given a choice that uh, what would you be in the next birth so i'll always blindly say a dentist no doubt about it so uh, my dream was to have a bigger clinic and luckily mm-hmm. with the help of my dad uh, in those days uh, again the 90s the late 90s people had to live with their dream uh, dependent upon their parents pocket of course because many dreams were bigger than the pockets of the parents so yes uh, my dad took a bigger jump in the form of uh, say property we were having having just at the back side of our house and opening up on the main road and uh, as i envisaged it I, i didn't find it very lucrative my dad said just visualize it in the form of that once you are done with the renovation part just visualize in that so that was the first uh, time i actually started having a vision in my life yes of course see big role of that was in uh, in my life was from my dad's side and that actually laid me a say platform to always see the end of uh, a thing so that is where another quote of mine comes in it is imperative to keep a end in mind of course inspired by the franklin covey seven habits of successful people but mm-hmm. yes uh, always see the end always see the extreme part of that there will always be some gains some losses but uh, again uh, life is not always rosy if you are right. able to digest the losses go ahead on the path because uh, nothing will come out to be 100% successful So my one dream came true in 2003 itself of having or owning a bigger clinic on mm-hmm. the main road so mm-hmm. that I'm more visible and my skills would be utilized better. Luckily I was just about uh, say 27 years of age at that time mm-hmm. and uh, I I began I began to enjoy my peak very early in my practice. So uh, I have no regrets about uh, a professional thing that uh, those things couldn't be fulfilled. because of want of space want of uh, say gadgets want of i did everything that i wanted to in the first 15 years of my new space shifting so i have no regrets about that so that was one dream that came to us there are others also but uh, let's uh, keep this professional as well great so uh, thinking about my clinic uh, i can't uh, pretty much relate to it because uh, i am just a newcomer you can say i've been practicing for around 5 uh, 6 years and uh, my clinic is just 2 years old now approximately okay that was quite something and uh, talking about your dreams that you had in your school days because 
i feel people have weird dreams when they are uh, small or they when they are uh, in their in their younger uh, days i used to have uh, a dream of becoming a scientist when i was in maybe 6th or 7th standard eventually when i figured out that uh, there is too much to do there are there are too many researches that you are supposed to do i kind of uh, deviated my mind from being a scientist to being a doctor so what was that one dream uh, dr bhavdeep used to have in his 6th uh, 5th or 6th standard as i said uh, 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 those days uh, the life was only about uh, say mechanical part or the say engineering part there was only the science involved in that on my side in my life mm-hmm. i actually didn't uh, see bigger dreams i am from a very uh, say uh, normal lower middle class family where my dad was the only earning member of a big joint family none of my dad's uh, say uh, siblings supported the parents in the joint family so my dad being a banker uh, had been supporting them so uh, we realized our limitations pretty early so try to curb our dreams but yes as the life progressed on and as the family shifted to nuclear family uh, once my grandparents were no more so my uh, thought process and vision changed as i said with three idiots so i have been doing such things uh, in my life uh, i won the idea national award in 2006 and oh. that was for uh, 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 say being the most active idea member in the country below 30 years of age uh-huh. so that luckily that conference was in ludhiana only the idea cho conference in 2006 so uh, in that i i i actually i in in my dreams i always say love to set higher benchmarks so they are so that they are not beatable even by me next year so on what to talk about other because i always believe my biggest competition is me myself of last year before i talk about others that is where the jealousy factor comes in if you actually say start comparing yourself with others so i believe in that so uh, i just to tell you a brief history of that uh, uh, in the 2006 award the various criteria were taken uh-huh. so i had uh, say done a school check up of around 1 lakh children in the past one year oh wow and uh, that was a big uh, say landmark or a benchmark set up at that time then uh, uh, i i was a founder editor of the ideal udhana journal it was uh, people are say known uh, to take out journals every quarter that was one journal which was taken out every month uh-huh. it had 11 publications every month it had three special issues uh, in in june and in august and in december the year end issue was so big and so huge that uh, it it just missed the guinness book recommendation because of my lack of paperwork but that was one december 2000 issue was uh, having 89 articles almost every speciality and that journal was around 2500 pages so that is one benchmark i have set so high that even i will not be able to beat it that easily then for publications also i always set a benchmark uh, i try to do that because i, I always believe itna upar jao ki log aapko beat karne se pehle aap se puche so that right. is one thing so uh-huh. so chasing excellence has been my dream ever since 2009 i as i said it was already there the only thing was it didn't have words or wings and mm-hmm. just it it just reaffirmed my faith in what i was doing already that is uh, that is awesome okay uh, we'll just go back to your uh, first year in college 
undergrad days and then we'll move ahead with the journey can you recall one good memory or that particular memory that you still have in your mind and from your college days from your first year to final years that you would want to share with the newcomers the best part of college life is always the hostel life uh, luckily or unluckily we didn't have hostel for the first 2 years you were hostel. a hostel uh, uh, the college didn't have a hostel for the first 2 years it was uh-huh. set up only when i say uh, say graduated to third year so okay. third year uh, many of us had adjusted already to pg life so we mm-hmm. didn't uh, want to shift to hostel it was out of our comfort zones you may say but yes uh, it was forced upon us but mm-hmm. we were uh, i believe we were uh, actually lucky that uh, it had to be uh, forced upon us because the third year of my life was the best year of my life in terms of say bonding with friends in terms of fellowship and in terms of chit chat and many other things actually uh, uh people called him the big my biggest competitor in college uh, mm-hmm. he was the boy stopper for the first 3 years i mm-hmm. was in final year so but he is my great friend and we ne- and we shared joining rooms in the hostels and never ever a feeling of jealousy came in we mm-hmm. both got up early we both were early risers so one of them if one of us got up uh, got up early the other one uh, made sure that the other one also up we went for the breakfast together when people were just getting out of their beds to uh, say run queue for the bathrooms in hostel we were the ones already ready and going for the breakfast for the first thing so that is where a competitive spirit yet a very healthy and a friendly one set up in my life early in my life and uh, where i believe that uh, competition doesn't need always to be unhealthy and he still great friends with me and he was one of the most happiest persons when i beat him in final year to be the boy stop wow So that wow. is one one life I'll uh, say ready to live again at least for one year. Yes, I left the hostel in final year because mm-hmm. by that time I had already started having uh, a vision of what I actually wanted to do. Right. Yes, uh, I, I left the hostel in final year and mm-hmm. I shifted to a rented accommodation, not as a PG but as a just as a rented accommodation because I wanted to put in my best in final year, and that is where the journey of excellence in uh, in my life started. Uh, it it is quite interesting that you said uh, you were uh, and uh, you used to be and you still are an early bird and and uh, usually the early birds gets the worm but i don't know how this kind of setup works in uh, uh, today's time and uh, a bird like me don't usually sleep uh, sleep much in in the entire day and i have seen a lot of people and a lot of newcomers they don't believe in rising up early so what is your and what was your uh, strategy behind uh, waking up early and getting up early and doing all the things that you wanted to do because uh, what i feel is you get a lot of extra time uh, in the morning and you kind of feel that you are ahead in the race but at the same time i also feel that when you sleep early uh, like somewhere around 10 a, 10 pm or 11 pm i feel that a lot of people lose their productivity at that particular time so what is your strategy behind getting up early and doing all the things do you follow any kind of uh, schedule or do you have any kind of uh, uh, calendar that you maintain and you uh, make it up one day before that and you you proceed with the with the same thing on the next day 
Thanks for asking that because this is one question people always ask me when they see me performing so many things in a day. So uh, I like to dispel those myths uh, people have. Actually, yes, there might be uh, multiple uh, say thoughts on this. Uh, people say we are most productive at the night, and they keep on uh, say up awake uh, till uh, from ten to two or ten to three. What I believe is that uh, uh, rising early, coming to the first part of the question, uh, rising early comes uh, via heredity. Too. My parents had been early risers, so uh, I remember in my childhood, as soon as mom stepped into my room, just by the entry of the door, I was up, and I never made sure that uh, rarely I slept back again. so that was a one thing which came to say via uh, heredity only then uh, my idea of this thing is that you always should plan your life and uh, i i try to envisage what exactly the are the impending or the immediate necessary tasks to be done tomorrow or the next day and i just uh, make a mental note of that because by now many things i can do in that uh, aspect via without being ra- writing those things in the early phase of my career i used to write them as well so make a mental note of that and then i sleep over it i let my subconscious mind do all the planning and of course when you rise early the subconscious mind is always ready with plan a b and c and uh, the morning time gives you actually a me time and that is the time that is the most productive for me if not doing anything yes many times i have to write something uh, i have some deadlines for publication sometimes i have to write as well and that is the freshest time for me to write many things many new things but uh, usually i use that time to plan the whole day and uh, one hour of planning spent at that time actually sets the tone for the whole day and many times i even accomplish more than what i had already planned so yes there might be different uh, philosophies to that but early morning philosophy always works the most even more than the end of the day block because i believe uh, for me at least uh, the end of the day it is very tiring for me and i actually don't find that much energy probably since the say i'm into 43rd year of my life probably since so many years or at least 30 years plus into such kind of a schedule my body has got uh, attuned to this kind of uh, thing but yes i believe i am at my productive best when i'm up early so uh what i can see right now is uh, we are recording this at 5:30 am in the morning and i can already see the sun rising mm. and it is so peaceful and uh, apart from that i can also correlate uh, with what you have said that if you have a creative mind you should at least have your me time with you and the best time is uh, i guess uh, this particular time like in summer somewhere around 5:30 it is the best time for you to think and just relax and think about what you want to do what you are doing and how things are going around you actually i wanted to add over something over here as well uh, apart from yes uh, doing uh, just with the early uh, or say the first uh, dawn of uh, uh, sun- sunrise uh, mm-hmm. with the onset of sunrise i, I always uh, try to spend at least 10 minutes in the open and mm-hmm. where i inhale and exhale forcefully just to have a little bit of extra oxygen as they say there might be some scientific basis in that as well those so people say you taken an extra amount of o3 as well so you're taking in a zone of course that is on the lighter side but yes mm-hmm. uh, oxygen taken for 5 to 10 minutes actually increases your breathing potential expands mm-hmm. your lungs and obviously uh, say expands your creative process as well 
so uh, that has been very handy for me since uh, so many years now which i have been following that is uh, quite interesting okay we will talk about some stupid and silly questions also um uh, talking about your hostel life um uh, talking about your friends your teachers some funny memories that you had with your friends and teachers and most importantly did you have any kind of uh, crush uh, back then in your undergrad days and if you had any then you would like to know a little bit about that part also college memories are always very lively and lovely as i say so uh, uh, i will means no words in saying that uh, when once i went back to college or once i uh, went to college at the age of 18 i was mentally around 12 uh, 12 years of age i was pretty much uh, below my age in terms of adjusting to reality in terms of uh, say trying to say get out of the shackles of uh, home life because i have been in one school in spite of my father being in a transferable banking job we mm-hmm. we never shifted the school from uh, i had been my schooling has been from Uh, KVM Kundan Vidya Mandir Ludhiana, so one of the top schools uh, since 1935 now. So uh, that was uh, say from nursery to plus two. I have been 14 years spent over there. So suddenly thrown into a different city, a different college, and a different profession which you never envisaged. It was uh, actually a shocker, Samson. And yes, but those five years of my life were actually game changing. You may say for my. so because when i actually came out i was say uh, i will say i grew up 15 years in those 5 years so when i came out at the age of 22 23 i was about 27 already mentally so i had a different or a broader perspective to look at things so college life mm-hmm. makes you mature if you look at the things in a right way yes great friends uh, everyone has a great set of friends i was very lucky i still i'm uh, yes my most of my batchmates uh, are uh, in us canada few of them are in punjab a few of them uh, in west bengal but uh, yes i'm keep in touch with all of them they have been uh, as great as source of inspiration and uh, i i actually uh, lived in pg for two years as i said third year mm-hmm. was spent in hostel where the actual bonding between the friends happened exactly yeah. you you uh, i'm i'm friends with a lot many juniors as well mm-hmm. which i was not for the first two years because of uh, the say distance apart social distancing part you can say <laughs> in those times so right. uh, but uh, once you are in hostel the 18 rooms of the hostel were in one line so mm-hmm. uh, we were known by the room numbers wo do number wale ko bulao wo char number wale ko bulao and those things <laughs> so i remember my room was number 8 so uh, yes uh, those things were there but uh, i stayed mm-hmm. in hostel only for one year shifting out of final year was uh, say uh, it was a conscious decision on my part and this was one big decision that i never regret in my life because it was again the final year shifting out was one of the great game changes for me as well mm-hmm. uh regarding crush yes i had a crush at my batchmate but she liked someone else <laughs> story of every other guy yeah story of every other guy yes <laughs> and but but being in hostel like gives you dreams i i had right. one crazy dream which uh, really seems impossible today also mm-hmm. uh, that i have since my college uh, life and uh-huh. uh, I-, i like to share it with you uh, my biggest dream is to take out a cure for hiv and win uh-huh. a nobel prize for same awesome awesome <laughs> obviously i know that it seems damn impossible but yes uh, you ought to have some dreams if you need to fulfill them 
from from crushes uh, from uh, college life from your uh, hostel life and we somehow came back to research one more time like doing some research in uh, finding a cure to hiv aids yeah awesome awesome okay uh, now let's say uh, you have been through your undergrad days how did uh, and and uh, before that i'll talk about uh, that i strongly strongly believe in the journey and there is one more thing that i strongly believe in it is the perspective your perspective changes uh, from time to time you don't always have a similar uh, or the same perspective when you have uh, when you are doing your undergrad when you are uh, in your college days and when you are practicing and when you get married when you are single you have a different kind of perspective so how was your perspective uh, in the undergrad days and if we compare your perspective from uh, dr bhavdeep who used to be in his college days versus now or rather versus when he was starting out as a practitioner how your perspective changed like uh, for me it was quite a different scenario we used to learn something in college and we used to do something else in our clinics and the entire patient to doctor conversation changed for me in colleges we used to have patients we used to have some opds and stuff like that but in uh, clinics you have a different set of customers and we i usually call them customers because uh, there is a transaction going on i i strongly believe dentistry is a business i don't know how many people people i'm going to offend right now but yeah i believe dentistry is a business and nothing else so how did your perspective change uh, from uh, being dr bhavdeep who was still in his final year internship and uh, cut to scene 2 when he is just starting out as a practitioner uh for that uh, it is a very interesting question grish uh, for that i have to just go back to my plus 2 days and then come back to your question in very mm-hmm. brief i'll be detailing it as i said uh, uh, being fond of figures and numbers i was ready to take up uh, say engineering so but dad always had this vision maine dono bachcho ko doctor banana hai my i have my brother also who is also a dentist so he has one uh, he had one vision since say uh, uh, when whenever he graduated uh, graduated to ninth standard mm-hmm. so he was having the maine dono bachcho ko doctor banana for the next two years we were living with this dream so mm-hmm. when the plus 1 10th was cleared with good marks when plus 1 came and the form submission time came i tried to be smart what i did was english physics ma- uh, physics chemistry i filled in the fourth subject as maths and the fifth as biology mm-hmm. uh leave uh, say knowing very well that you could leave the fifth optional subject and we could shift to physical education in those times in th- in the next 3 months that was possible in those times so 93 94 i'm talking dad for dad hote hain he he was smarter than us of course being a dad so yeah. uh, when i showed him the form he said chauthe number pe biology likho panchve pe maths likho <laughs> he literally tore up my form he said that the form itna mehanga tha tere paise lage kya mere lage hain get a new form write uh, biology and fifth as maths so that automatically m- m- meant that uh, i was going into medical 
plus mm-hmm. one medical and keeping maths as an optional subject of course uh, it was tough for me already living with those three subjects which i didn't like uh, or right. uh, say didn't want to because mm-hmm. again biology came with botany and zoology i was mm-hmm. not actually a big fan of that and uh, couldn't cope up with that so yes shift uh, changed my maths to physical education in in less than 3 months as well and and luckily or unluckily my uh, i got good marks in plus 2 and then pmt cleared uh, missed mbbs by a frisker but uh, yes uh, dad asked me whether you want to waste a year me ke dad dono hi pasand nahi hai na medical and dentistry wo karo ya wo karo it was as simple as that and and dad knew that uh, uh, dad knew very well that i am known to adjust uh, and uh, known to adjust certain things in my life so he, he thought that i will adjust gradually but believe me uh, those who have seen me uh, yes i went to the college those who have seen me studying uh, in final year and first year they say you studied the best in uh, first year of course final year was final year was no less but uh, mm-hmm. it was there but the difference is that uh, uh, i just tell you about my ranks i was uh, say deemed to be intelligent because i always was say theoretically very sound but once i went into my college i was standing say around uh total social distancing approach from the dead body in the anatomy mm-hmm. hall and mm-hmm. i was 20 feet away from the mm-hmm. dead body with the from my mouth people mm-hmm. doing dissection and i was just watching them blindly kya kar kar rahe body cut kar rahe why they doing it <laughs> so i didn't want to do it actually but uh, yes gradually gradually there are bigger stories but of course i'll stick them to being brief here so there are bigger stories but by second year i started developing a little bit of liking the big reason for that was the pre clinical subject we had those pre endo pre prosto pre prosto yeah those three subjects uh, actually were practical in approach again mm-hmm. the mechanical thing or the mechanical mind came into work mm-hmm. then i started liking the subject but mm-hmm. by third year i had actually fallen in love with dentistry so fir mere ko laga ki ab dentistry karni hai to i should do it with whole heart Mm-hmm. So by third year, uh, uh, my, my uh, in spite of studying the best in first year, I was thirty seventh in my class out of sixty. Wow! And we were only forty all clear. Mm-hmm. So I was third from the bottom, third or fourth from the bottom. In second year, my rank shifted to twenty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, in third year, I was ninth in my class. Wow! Final year, when I did it with my whole heart, love and bonding with dentistry, mm-hmm. I was second in college, fourth in university. Wow. So and the topper of the university and me were different. Uh, were spaced only by three marks or four marks. Mm-hmm. So that was one aspect that I gradually saw that doing it. And mm-hmm. the reason for shifting uh, in final year, as I said, I had started having vision courtesy my dad only. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do the theoretical part well and the practical part as well. Final year, we all know we have lot of credits to be fulfilled. Luckily, we had lot of patients in our college. and uh, uh, at that time our old surgery quota was 150 wow they said okay one of them give uh, one of you give uh, an la and the other one extracts the tooth so even if you do 75 extractions we'll count as 150 in that mm-hmm. so 75 per head extraction so that means 75 la's and 75 extractions we'll count 150 so i uh, and in those days the prosthetics quota was the most difficult to fill As soon as it, the, it is say, still today, people are struggling. Today. Yeah, people are struggling with their believe, teeth arrangement, believe, and there is a yeah. Believe me, uh, setting benchmarks was even then my passion at that time as well. So uh, my roll number was such. A, I was roll number forty five, forty six at that time. So mm-hmm. 
uh, whenever the posting was due mm-hmm. uh, the college girls always used to go to the principal sir credits pure nahi hue prosto mein <laughs> the principal obliged them always and they used to reach up and right. bad luck or good luck out of those uh, 11 months of final year i spent 6 months in oral surgery mm-hmm. and they were so fed up of uh, seeing my face again and again of course uh, not in a bad way but in a good way wo kehte aur ko bhi kaam kar lene sara tu hi karega so he was say yaar tu phir aa gaya so that was one answer dr sushil dr puneet uh, dr navneet many many were there who were still uh, say in touch with me and great friends and great mentors so mm-hmm. i had 475 single extractions awesome and uh, when it came to my prostoturn mm-hmm. i believe me i got 25 days only where we get two months in each department i got mm-hmm. 25 days and we had a credit of uh, to be fulfilled of 15 dentures and five rpds to be done at that time mm-hmm. i'm not sure what is the credit list now in those 25 days i did 26 dentures and 37 rpds so wow. people who say that uh, benchmarks are not easy to settle so i have set them very high in 25 days of my in this only but yes those working in final years set the tune for my internship people used to get envious because whenever we had to shift from opd to our theory class hmm. so sabne wo resolution banaya hota tha to ki theory class hone ke 15 ya aadhe ghante ke andar 15 minute ya aadhe ghante ke andar koi nahi jayega opd uh-huh. mein uh-huh. i was there in the opd in the second minute running back from my theory because i knew the patients were there the student we were lucky that we had lot of patient i was there aur bakiyon ko saza milti thi ki ye aa gaya to tum kyun nahi aaye and and you were saying that you didn't want to do dentistry and yes i didn't see, want to but yeah. yes i said by third year i fallen in love so i i i worked whole heartedly in final year yeah. and that set the tone for the internship when i mm-hmm. when i knowed no actually say a uh, very load to study mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was not studying for my pg because my college was not recognized at that time that was the biggest pitfall but yes uh, no regrets no hard feelings about that uh, I I actually worked a hard a lot hard in uh, final year uh, and internship as well. So uh, I finished my graduation on 30th June. First July I shifted my whole stuff and uh, bag and baggage to my place. And second July I joined GTP Hospital. Of course, the first job uh, was given to me courtesy my dad's uh, say uh, dad ke karan mujhe mili for the mm-hmm. first three trial months mm-hmm. uh, in GTP Hospital, one of the reputed hospitals. तो मेरे को मेडिकल सुपरटेंडेंट ने पहले दिन बोला सी डोंट गेट अफेंडेड टू थिंग्स यू आर गिवन अ जॉब बिकॉज ऑफ योर डैड तो यहाँ पे जूनियर्स आते हैं तीन महीने की करते हैं एंड इट इज ओनली फॉर थ्री मंथ ओनली इफ यू प्रूव योर सेल्फ एंड योर एच ओडी पुट्स इन रिकमेंडेशन वी कैन गिव यू एन एक्सटेंशन अदरवाइज यू आर ऑन योर वे आउट बिकॉज देर आर सो मेनी इन वेटिंग एज वेल सेकेंडली यू विल गेट अ सैलरी ऑफ टू थाउजेंड एज अ स्टार्टअप and uh, your department sweeper gets 2300 2342 rupees <laughs> don't get offended if you are getting lower than, lower than that but that mm-hmm. uh, again that lady was a uh, old lady working mm-hmm. since 25 to 30 years in the hospital mm-hmm. so even if her drawing a salary of 2342 i didn't get offended by that so mm-hmm. it was actually not much of a transition having worked lot in final year even uh, harder in internship work wise numbers wise if i am talking and mm-hmm. suddenly uh, on the second day of your graduation i joined gtp hospital where actually again the work was there so much so that my hod had good words to say about me even in less than 3 months he said youngsters aate hain 3 mahine ke liye hamara sir pakad lete hain hum log ki unko sikhana padta hai tu pehla banda jo hame sikha ke ja raha hai there were no surgeries conducted in the department and luckily uh, courtesy my oral surgery stint 
I was fond of doing surgeries. I had a surgical hand, so mm-hmm. I was actually say loving or say yearning to do surgeries always. So it changed the whole perspective of the department rather than changing my perspective. So mm-hmm. transition process was not actually very uh, say uh, uh, I will say imminent in that aspect. It was a very gradual transition. Just yeah, the location, main... yeah. Just the yeah. location changed, and the people around me changed, but the way mm-hmm. of working never did. because mm-hmm. my mentors were very good because who had taught me great things i owe everything to them only mm-hmm. and uh, and so much so that nobody actually pin pointed yaar tu youngster ho ke aise galti kyun kar raha hai no, nobody actually did that in my early stage of my career so uh, uh, the perspective of the say situation only changed and my perspective never changed because i was already working very well in in terms of numbers if i talk yeah so and this is coming from a guy who said मेडिकल है या डेंटल है मुझे तो दोनों ही नहीं करनी है आई एम नॉट गोना ड्रॉप वाओ एंड एंड इंटरेस्टिंग एंड दिस इज इंटरेस्टिंग इनफ बिकॉज आई वॉज वर्किंग ऑन अ पीस आई वॉज राइटिंग अ पीस एंड वेन आई वॉज राइटिंग आई डोंट यूजली पुट हेडलाइंस बिफोर राइटिंग एनी थिंग आई डू इट आफ्टर आई एम डन विद द एंटायर राइट ऑफ सो वेन आई वॉज राइटिंग इट वॉज समथिंग अबाउट my perspective how things changed from uh, my bds days to now and in the end what i wrote was i never picked dentistry dentistry chose me so yeah at the end of the day if you are in dentistry if you are putting your efforts in dentistry picks you up and this is uh, and the, the moment that i got when i got that particular headline uh, that particular thought i was uh, I, i went into a complete uh, you know trance that uh, this is something this is something very powerful uh, that happened to me and i never realized and i guess this actually happens with each and every individual each and every dental practitioner Wow. See, we 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 all are accustomed to many things in our life which are taken as granted in certain fields. People say who are good in theory are never good in practical, and uh, vice versa as well. Similarly, as we see people who write well are uh, not very well versed in uh, speaking or public platforms, and again vice versa as well. But again, as I said, ever since the childhood, the back of mind was only one guy, Leonardo da Vinci. So if he can do multiple things, why can't I? so yes i have been uh, i have i had a problem of stammering in my childhood i couldn't speak even two lines uh, without a, uh, say say fluttering or my tongue or say without any shaking of my limbs happening so i could not speak i never knew till 2007 that i could write as well these were the things which developed after 30 years of my life so uh, these things these are the shortcomings in life one needs to overcome actually so nothing is impossible if you just think of it Yes, destiny chooses you, as you are very right, as you very rightly said about that. Talking about your practice, it was it was about your uh, BDS days. Then you came uh, out and you did your uh, job in GTB Hospital. Now coming back to like uh, opening your your own practice, how did your perspective change? Because getting a salary of two thousand rupees. and before that uh, working for free uh, for patients and then moving ahead and asking for money uh, from your clients how did that shift happen how how about that perspective 
what was the exact change that you felt uh, that has happened in your mind and your entire body language again uh, i will say uh, there was not much of change i'll i'll again again a very short story behind it uh, one of my friends one of my very good friends prapreet singh kala he is in us california right now so he uh, lives in moga he lived in moga his parents are still there so they keep on uh, shifting to us every 6 months uh, so uh, he was actually working as a locum in a clinic in ladhiana so i was working in gtb we used to occasionally meet uh, almost every week so he said he had filed an immigration for canada at that time during i think he filed it during internship as well uh-huh. so he actually said i want to open up my clinical hand so i want to open up a temporary clinic so that i can get a second hand setup and i can make myself ready for the next big league said, okay so uh, i was working as a on call in a hospital in a different locality of ladhiana in millerganj in the evening schedule so the owner was interested in selling the stuff over there and he was ready to sell that stuff in uh, in a pretty less amount the whole chair setup compressor instrument scaler aerator materials whatever he had he was ready to sell the whole thing in about 65000 rupees or so mm-hmm. so he said i am ready to buy it and uh, we both went and paid him around 10 to 15000 rupees of advance so as luck would have it the day we gave advance the next day uh canada immigration actually had uh, tripled the quota of immigrants and there was a say lucky guy or say lucky in queue participant uh-huh. and prapreet was the one who was chosen as the lucky one uh-huh. and he actually skipped the queue and he got his immigration to canada practically in less than a year, say one and a half year which was actually supposed to take 3 to 4 years in those days so he actually skipped the queue and we were in right. a fix uh-huh. what to do so he came to my dad he said my dad was an advisor to many people so he, he mm-hmm. came to my dad uncle aise 15000 rupees diye hain advance he got net the whole story what to do mm-hmm. my dad just looked at me it was the month of october 99 i remember so my dad just looked at me mm-hmm. tu khol le clinic main kahan se kholunga main job nahi kar raha job chhod de sham ko subah karta raha sham ko chhod de main kaha main nahi karna soch le koi baat nahi tune plus 1 mein bhi aise hi kaha tha <laughs> so that was one thing he used to remind me till until uh, he was here that you always say a no first and then you automatically make that uh, choice or that decision work for you that yeah. is why people say na you choose a decision and then make it work for you and my uh-huh. dad used to do certain things for me of course not all by uh-huh. that time so dad kholenge kahan pe wo piche apna kamra hai na my my house was in the second lane uh-huh. and the whole distance it was a 75 by 30 plot you walk in the whole 75 feet and the end corner of the there was a 10 by 7 room mm-hmm. kind of a store kind of a thing he said isko hum renovate kar lenge darwaza idhar se nikal denge udhar se khidki kar denge idhar se ho gaya apna clinic taiyar hai hmm yaar aise thodna hote hain clinic and again those days there was no uh, say fashion of fancy clinics mm-hmm. so uh, uh, my clinic happened to me or practice happened to me by accident and it started only in evening i so after a little bit of renovation and the waiting area was in my veranda only my back backyard of the house so i started my first practice with the second hand equipment in a 10 by 7 room mm-hmm. so the transition never actually was there because in gtb i had got used to asking for money from patients of course the money went to the hospital only but we had to tell them itna paisa lo itna deposit kar again mm-hmm. no no knowledge of marketing in those days because mbas happened much later mm-hmm. uh, then 
we were used to this thing and uh, when i opened up my clinic no knowledge how to set up rates or how to do pricing in my practice as i said those things happen later so mm-hmm. what i did was actually set up gtp as the benchmark and what rates were there in the hospital just a little bit here and there i settled the same rates in my practice as well so asking for money again was not a different question because asking for almost the same amount as what i was doing in the hospital and i started cleaning only in the evening from 4:30 to 7:30 so the morning was there in gtb the same things were rehearsed and practiced and in the evening i gradually say settled into practice and luckily or unluckily i will say i had a more than a decent start and uh, my average earning for the first 2 years was 10000 per month wow which is not a bad start in those times of year 2001 exactly. if i talk and just for 3 yeah. hours in the evening when mm-hmm. i am getting a 2000 salary in the morning Mm-hmm. So yes there were good days of 25000 but there were bad days of 5000 but the overall average was still about 10000 plus per month right right so that mm-hmm. transition actually never happened to me uh, it mm-hmm. was very smooth because mm-hmm. again the big role uh, uh, in that has to be from gtb and of course my dad who pushed me into private practice awesome uh, i was listening and um, you said that you had an average uh, monthly income of 10000 rupees yeah. i believe that you were calculating and you were uh, having you were maintaining your records from the day one of your clinic yes which is interesting because if i ask anyone else around me uh, if you can tell me what was your average monthly salary or monthly take home amount in the last year last financial year they won't have any idea of that I actually have the record of how many composites I did, how many syllabus I did, how many extractions I did at that time. Again, I said figures and numbers can come naturally to me. I was just doing it for my, my dad. This this thing has again aspect has been inculcated inculcated by my dad only. Is it always a revise or say revision your progress in life? Because whenever you do it, then only you'll know that you are going tangibly or not. So I just right. used to keep a, a say rough uh, paper, which I used to do fair after uh, some time. and then it it had kind of an excel kind of column because i didn't have a pc at that time or a laptop at that time so i used to do it manually so wo double lines ruler single line wala paper jo hota hai wo i used to do it on making lines and making a excel type column and making column scalings composites ye kitne gaya to at the end of the month i used to analyze also i still have retained those things in my practice and i still do of course those things but in a better and a refined way but uh, uh, record keeping has again that came naturally to me via heredity only uh, no role in that my genes have a role in that this is uh, unbelievable because uh, today we have softwares for that we have different practice management tools for that but i don't feel we had something related to that particular uh, agenda back in your days when you were starting up and uh, which is quite interesting because even after getting a lot of practice management softwares today people don't know about their average income average monthly take home salary more than the salary part you actually need to know about the work you are doing which is your love subject which is your like subject as dr ajeev verma also says these things you need mm-hmm. to know what actually is giving you income you need to know about that as uh, we have said in the uds sessions also under doctor sessions which we took up in the month of all four sundays of june that you might be periodontist but your income might be coming from crown and bridge you actually need to know where your income is coming from 
so that you don't keep investing in your perio gadgets which are not giving you income you have to understand those and take a bitter pill to which, which it is a bitter pill to swallow sometimes but yes uh, that is the reality of life you have to adjust accordingly whatever you face in your practice right and uh, talking out of perspective uh, about this uh not talking about money because i feel if uh, we keep our uh, goal on money we tend to lose our uh, entire agenda so i can say keeping a track record of what you do in your clinic uh, how many composites how many uh, crowns and bridges per month per year uh, per decade it gives you an idea and it it tells you that okay how this many uh, bridges i i i did in the month of uh, january and these many teeth whitenings uh, i did like very less as compared to bridges so my goal should be to increase the number of whitenings and i feel this must not be dependent on the money factor itself because money as a motivating factor uh, is is kind of a very vague assumption uh, true you can always uh, think about the numbers you can always get motivated by the numbers but if if we talk about money it is uh, you know for short term yeah it is it is going to help a lot of people but if we think about getting x amount of money after 10 years it it is a very vague uh, assumption so it is quite interesting uh, to look at it from the perspective of numbers and not from the perspective of money See, I did that record keeping just because it came naturally to me, just yeah. as a way because my dad uh, told me again he was also not an MBA, he was basically exactly. a teacher to a teacher to CAs actually, and he was mm-hmm. because he was a uh, commerce line man. So yeah. yes, he had a fair amount of uh, knowledge of marketing, but but he always said numbers will help you ascertain whether you are growing or not. Money you might be earning because of inflation, you are say hiking your charges in the next year. and you might be actually earning more but work wise you might be actually going down yeah. so you need to really ascertain those things help you actually whether the those 10 crowns and bridges gave you that uh, money in first year or whether 15 or uh, whether 8 crowns and bridges in the next year with hike charges gave you the same amount or even a more amount so actually your numbers are in terms of money might be more but in terms of your work it is going down So you really need to look at it at that perspective. That perspective actually matters. You need to, yeah. uh, uh, and again, you are a marketing guy, Girish. You know it very well. You need to actually pick in where your strength subject lies. You need to pick in. Uh, you need to push those subjects where you are lacking, or you need to say have a specific or a segmental marketing, as we say, approach in that. Yeah, data is everything. Uh, that is what I. tell people if you don't have data you are losing on uh, everything in business definitely you have to keep the money perspective in place but as far as the individual uh, goals are concerned i would say that number or the amount of effort that you have given trumps money at some yeah. particular level any day any day and yeah data is everything uh, if you don't have data you are uh, pointing out with broken arrows you don't have any target you don't have uh, anything in place these things were about how dentistry was and how dentistry is to you and more importantly the good part of dentistry let's talk about some bad experiences also because you know uh, 
life is all about the balance so let's talk about a little bit of bad experiences like uh, talking about patients talking about uh, some treatments that uh, you planned some way and they went to a different direction and there if if there were some expectation that were not met let's talk about patients the other day i was talking to uh, this client of mine and he was uh, interested in doing a, a google ad and all he was worried about that he was getting calls out of google, the google ad but he was not able to convert the patient because the patient had different assumptions about uh, a dental clinic how the process work they they kind of generalize everything uh, by just looking at a single dental practice but in the bigger picture we all can say that every dental practice macroscopically works in a similar way but microscopically is completely different from one another so what about any uh, you know uh, sad experiences with patients if uh, talking about the payment if talking about their expectations if talking about uh, their beliefs about you your practice and what other are practicing yes uh, we all have our share of failures the one guy who says that i don't have any failures or the two guys who can not have any failures are liar and god so yes everyone has failures i also have had fair amount of uh, failures in my life there had been loose dentures there had been failed root canals there had been broken instruments there had been dislodged crowns and there had been patients not paying there had been patients not paying on time as well there have had been have been bad debts as well but yes uh, the only aim is uh, to not to take uh, yes i used to initially take those things on my heart and that is where again my parents played a big role in that they said uh, don't get bogged down by such things these things are part of life if you get bogged down you will not uh, you will be focusing only on this thing look at the larger picture where you are growing if you have nine dissatisfied patients you have 91 satisfied patients as well so look at the positive and the rosy side there will always be negative there will be nothing perfect in life so don't uh, cry over the split milk always mm-hmm. look at the brighter side because and the aim again should be which i still follow is to continually improve each day i always say don't uh, set a benchmark to compete with others always compete with you yourself of the last year so yes those things have decreased down drastically with increased knowledge with increased education and with increased experience but i still have some problems each uh, each month uh, if if i used to have them each day then they shift to each week now i have each month i have some problems so if i had three problems these day now they are down to say five to seven problems each month of course personal aspects aside but if i have just talked the professional point so that is the way you should continually aim to improve each day uh, there won't be a day when you have say i have zero problems in my life because they are part of your life it is only a perspective how you look at it in that way Ma- I- i'll narrate a very short story in this part in this regard mm-hmm. i was working in a nursing home in 2002 3 in the morning opd before mm-hmm. i shifted to full time practice in june 2003 mm-hmm. so uh, i was working over there uh, the doctor the in charge was dr bhajanlal agrawal over there Mm-hmm. so he was running a nursing home uh, since almost 35 to 40 years or unki wow. opd at that time was also say more than uh, 60 70 in those days in 2002 and 
डॉक्टर तो ओपीडी कुछ भी नहीं है मेरी ओपीडी के लिए तो यहाँ पे लाइने लगती थी गोली चल गई थी एक बार तो लोग ट्रैक्टर के ट्रैक्टर भर के आते थे ढाई सौ तीन सौ की ओपीडी करते थे वो डेन सो फॉर गाई हुई थ्री हंड्रेड ओपीडी सिक्सटी वॉज थ्री नाइट so uh, i remember there was one case uh, which was a big case at that time i think around uh, total bill of the patient was around 29 to 30000 i remember 30000 i guess so uh, the patient had paid around 29000 uh, till the second last sitting mm-hmm. 1000 rupees was balance and uh, uh, said okay we'll pay next time when we come for permanent crown cementation of the pfm crown mm-hmm. so, uh, and they came next time and i just saw a little bit of periodontal thing i said okay i'll take an x-ray to just verify if there is any problem so i took a iopa the film mm-hmm. part so uh, luckily there was nothing just a small aberration of the periodontal ligament i just prescribed them a medicine they said doc sir paise kitne hain sir 50 rupees hote hain x-ray ke at that time 2002 i'm talking mm-hmm. तो आप कोई बात नहीं रहना तो आपका थाउजेंड बैलेंस है तो आप वो पे कर दो कोई इशू नहीं है आज हम लाइन विल पे इट नेक्स्ट टाइम ओके सो एज आई वाज लीविंग एट टू थर्टी फॉर माय होम आई नर्सिंग होम द डेंटल विंग वाज ऑन द फर्स्ट फ्लोर सो डॉक्टर भजन लाल कॉल मी आप एंड ही सेड डॉक्टर आपका वो केस चल रहा था लंबा मैं कहा हाँ जी सर वो कम्प्लीट हो गया आज तो उसका बैलेंस बोलना शुरू किया डॉक्टर साहब मैं जो कहने जा रहा हूँ उसके लिए आप बुरा नहीं मानेंगे दिल पे नहीं लेंगे जस्ट रिमेम्बर दिस थिंग इन लाइफ तो वो आपका जो पेशेंट है जो आपका वन थाउजेंड छोड़ गया मान के चलो वो कभी नहीं आएगा हंड्रेड में से नाइन्टी एट टाइम मान के चलो वो नहीं आएगा दो परसेंट चांस है शायद वो आ जाए क्योंकि सर क्यों मैंने उसका काम बहुत अच्छे तरीके से किया इस तरह किया डोंट जस्टिफाई दैट थिंग आई एम नॉट सेंग एनी थिंग टू यू जस्ट टेक टू दे से दैट ऑलवेज कीप योर बैलेंस बिफोर योर फाइनल सिटिंग so uh, why i said uh, why he said so was that such patients have still uh, urge that kahin na kahin to humne indian mentality ye discount lena hai ab kehte hai aapne is baat ko dil pe nahi lagana hai you don't have to take it to heart don't just learn from it just apne aap ko is baat se samjhaiye ki us 1000 rupaye mein us patient ko aapne apne apna teacher bana liya us 1000 rupaye mein aapne us patient se tuition padhi hai and remember one thing अगर आप नलायक बच्चे हो तो आप ये ट्यूशन जिंदगी में बार बार पढ़ोगे तो अगेन द फर्स्ट बिग लेसन इन मार्केटिंग एंड पेशेंट पेमेंट डिफॉल्ट केम टू मी फ्रॉम अ गाय से अबाउट सेवन एट इयर्स बिफोर आई डिड माई एम बी एज एक्चुअली एंड हैड माई प्रैक्टिकल एप्लीकेशन थ्री ईयर्स लेटर से अराउंड टेन ईयर्स और ट्वेल्व ईयर्स बिफोर आई एक्चुअली अप्लाइड इट फुली दिस एडवाइस केम टू मी एंड इट वॉज ऑलवेज एट द बैक ऑफ माई माइंड I still narrate this in my workshops in practice management or practice or finance management that patients need to be your teachers. Even if one patient defaults, make sure that you don't repeat your mistakes. Always right. keep your payments clear before the second or the third last sitting. Mm-hmm. So that is one take-home message I always give. But still, people commit the same mistake and they still cry that the patients are at wrong end. I always believe not the patients; we are at the wrong. End. So this is one thing uh, we learn from our failures. and the one who does not is either too busy or either too wealthy right right 
this this was uh, interesting like considering your patient as uh, your teacher and not the lesson as your learning because at the end of the day you remember the face of your teacher so you'll never forget the lesson moving on uh, we will just uh, quickly talk about how you keep upgrading your knowledge and skills how you how do you keep yourself updated in times like these because we have a lot of uh, distraction with us we have phones we have internet we have social media we have everything so in times like these because yeah finance uh, marketing hr these things grow with time and you need to uh, imbibe a lot of information from a lot of sources so how do you keep up with that i actually keep myself updated with anything or everything possible if i would say journals research studies books youtube channels say mm-hmm. various websites so whatever i get my hand at i actually try to keep myself updated on that so okay. the, the because it is an ocean of information jitna dubki lagaoge utna gain karte jaoge mm-hmm. i've seen i've seen a lot of people they have a schedule that okay uh, from from uh, let's say if they are doing it on a daily basis or if they are doing it two or three, two to three days in a week they keep a schedule that okay i'll keep uh, monday tuesday wednesday for uh, my learning uh, i'll follow one hour or two hour system does that thing uh, work with you or you're like you learn every day and you learn every moment see for strictly speaking for education wise i really don't schedule it Mm-hmm. Yes, for for other things I always have a schedule. For education, I never keep a schedule because, just uh, a WhatsApp group. Me, hota hai na. We are into so many WhatsApp groups, and right. we keep on collecting the matter that. One uh, Sunday, I will write the notes, so mm-hmm. that I learn and gain. And we are into so many groups just on this fancy thinking that yes, we are actually gaining, whereas we are not actually even opening up the groups. Exactly. So many of messages, more than five hundred thousand messages, almost every phone are unread. So where does that concept of uh, continuing education come in? And वो जो कहते हैं ना एक संडे को बैठूंगा नोट्स बनाऊंगा. Believe hmm. me, trust me, वो संडे ज़िंदगी में कभी नहीं आता. वो it is a continuous process for education. You gain, you learn. कल को आपका फ़ोन because of uh, overload of data crashes. What will you do? You have, yeah, no, and, you have lost all the data. Yeah, and the general tendency of procrastination comes comes into yes. play. You procrastinate, you procrastinate, and you procrastinate. You keep on doing that, and you. I will go to the gym tomorrow. I will study tomorrow. That tomorrow will never come. There is one more thing that I would uh, like to ask about. Dentistry was fine because uh, you were kind of pressurized. That we can say. But what about MBA in hospital management, finance, HR, marketing? How how about that? And how how did you go in this particular dimension? And then you uh, went ahead with your PG diploma in medical law and ethics from the National Law University. Again, uh, sad story to start, but uh, the if the end is good, I don't remember the start. If I say that mm-hmm. I had an accident in 2003, uh, I had. Uh, My space between L4 and L5 was a little bit, uh, say, crushed or say, diminished. So because of that, I had a problem in bending. So mm-hmm. I was on my on the bed for three months. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the uh, one of my close orthopedician friends strictly or say strongly advised me a change of profession. Mm-hmm. And again, that was one big turning point of my life. December 2003, or the say, and I've just I had just started full-time practice in June 
in my mm-hmm. new premises which had been my dream premises right uh, uh, and uh, though the next few months uh, were actually spent pondering over an aspect agar dentistry nahi to kya right because with great difficulty i will say uh, i had fallen in love with that Hmm. and once you fall in love with a thing you really don't want to leave the thing at any cost it's it's very hard to move it's on it's very hard to move on actually and uh, and believe me uh, it was very painful uh, more than physically it was mentally and emotionally painful for right. uh, say to having fallen in love with the say having fallen in tough love if i'll say and yeah. then uh, leaving it all together hmm. so uh, then my dad and me discussed various thing of course he has been my counselor as always so mm-hmm. he said uh, is tarah ka profession banao ki kal ko dentistry nahi karte ho we should mm-hmm. have a plan b in mind so oh uh, various things uh, kept in pondering so ultimately we shortlisted on mb mm-hmm. luckily anamalai university that year only started uh, in 2005 if i am not wrong that one year yes uh, my implant training also also due in 2004 i started mm-hmm. with it in august 2004 Mm-hmm. so uh that was going on side by side but by june 2005 uh, my back was healing up uh, but i had say left my primary love apart from dentistry cricket which i still play so mm-hmm. i had to leave the game in 2003 because 2003 end because of that so it was tough uh, say in massaging that i had to uh, keep away from two loves of my life cricket and dentistry Mm-hmm. So by June 2005, uh, Annamalai University came up with a say uh, idea that there was no entrance test and you will get uh, say you can get admission based on your final year marks. So I just applied for it, mm-hmm. and uh, I was lucky that I got MBA marketing uh, uh, admission straight away without any entrance test. Wow. So uh, similarly, at the same time, Igno also came up. Igno used to have a say. MET mental eligibility test at that time mm-hmm. uh, for entrance test. So right. I I still remember it was on twentieth of uh, August two thousand and five, and uh, um, I, as I said two months before I had taken admission in Anamalai Marketing already. Yes, mm-hmm. it was a distance learning thing. So uh, I remember twentieth August was a Saturday. Uh, I I had come from my last day of my implant training module in Pune after mm-hmm. one year of training. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, डैड सेड ये तेरा रोल नंबर आया हुआ इग्नू का कल को संडे है कल को तेरा एंट्रेंस टेस्ट है मैं कहा डैड एडमिशन ले तो लिया हमने उसमें मार्केटिंग में क्या करना है एंट्रेंस देना जाके दे दो घंटे बैठते ही है ना वहाँ पे जो दिल करता है उसको टिक कराना एम सी के क्वेश्चन होंगे तो अगेन ऑन द इंसिस्टेंस ऑफ माई डैड आई वेंट देर एंड एज लक वुड है एंट्रेंस टेस्ट so and ignu had a option at that time that mm-hmm. you could join straight away in that session or you could join 6 months later in the next session as well right. i'm not sure i'm not sure whether the same facility is there today or not <laughs> but yes i kept it postponed for next 6 months the reason dad guided me again and i also had my thinking on that by chance if i don't find the content of anamalai university as good enough to help me in shaping my career i can join uh, say uh, this as well mm-hmm. so uh, and yes anamala university was good but then uh, again I'll say a taste bud of having another education in my and my cv on my portfolio if i say uh, had already set in that said padhte jao koi nuksan nahi hota kab kaam aayega kuch nahi karta then the next year in 2006 uh, came across iimm pune ad 
that uh, distance learning in hospital management there that was actually a pgd uh, diploma in of 2 years but it was mm-hmm. considered equivalent to mba because normal right. pgd diplomas are one year mm-hmm. it was considered equivalent to mba so mm-hmm. uh, that was in hospital management so mm-hmm. then uh, i had said if i want to stay in my say primary profession marketing mm-hmm. and hr would be totally different from what i am doing exactly if i need to say st- uh, stay in touch with my profession i need to be in hospital line as well so that is where the third mba happened so right. in 2000 by 2006 end or 7 start i was doing three mbas all together at same time wow luckily uh, one of them only requested for migration certificate which hmm. is otherwise um, uh, say necessity when you apply for any post grad so <laughs> if all he had asked uh, i would have been a soup <laughs> so that is why uh, that is how the mbas came and once i was done with my mbas uh, i came across different diplomas of management uh, the first one i did was from nhfw uh, national mm-hmm. institute of health and family welfare in monerka delhi so it right. is a 6 months course uh, my brother joined it uh, there were two actually in one in hospital management and one in healthcare and family welfare management so mm-hmm. i did those two also there were short say training sessions as well there mm-hmm. were say contact sessions as well happening so that was really very interesting that uh, actually gave my way to management uh, aspect and how it could be used Uh, in our lives to make them better uh, mm-hmm. of course i read about bigger aspects of motivation in that only and mm-hmm. uh, if i am motivated today as well or say uh, uh, positive in my life the big a uh, uh, big share of that goes to that nhfw in monerka delhi as well so right slowly and slowly these things started happening then as is uh, we discussed earlier i had failures in my practice as well i had mm-hmm. broken instruments i had say broken roots as well which of course i needed the help of an oral surgeon in spite of my love being in oral surgery as i told in the college grad days but i did have a couple of failures of that regard also and that is where by that time uh, google was already there since 2007 and 8 and people had started googling many things and the uh, medical legal part also started ga- catching importance so right. a friend of mine said agar mle karna hai tune medical legal aspect pe kuch karna hai to achhi jagah se karna which teaches you something hmm. advise me so he advised me the national law school of medical india university uh, uh, it was in bangalore we have uh, about four or five nls ius in india in bhopal in gwalior i'm not sure in bhopal in dor uh, there are uh, five in india in delhi also i guess uh, but the best one is in bangalore so i joined that in 2009 and believe me my total outlook and perspective to look at the medical profession in a say sinful way if i say it changed totally uh, i started looking at every patient as a potential medical legal com- uh, complainant so and that is the way we should actually do it as well they they have a huge library and right. the library such you pick a book you like a book yes you have to be a student of that institute you pick a book you like a book you give it to the say xerox section in the library itself they'll xerox you the whole book in 10 15 minutes itself and okay. give you with mm-hmm. a spiral binding as well mm-hmm. i had a huge setup of books bought from there and mm-hmm. they charge only the uh, xerox amount as well so there was no uh, say uh, dearth of sharing knowledge over there they are never had a kept a bar ki aapko ye hum aise nahi de sakte us tarah nahi de sakte they were actually very free in opening up again mm-hmm. your thought process changing that such a big institute is sharing knowledge at will why shouldn't mm-hmm. we So that uh, that one theory of sharing knowledge, my colleagues, as we did in the post hundreds of June as well with the underdog squad, 
it actually also stems from the national law school as well so all right. these all these things have been uh, say stepping stones and learning uh, curves in my life which mm-hmm. have inculcated that yes you gain more by distributing by helping mm-hmm. out colleagues so uh, yes ever since that the constant form uh, was actually a game changer in my practice ever since i started since 2012 Uh, mm-hmm. I did my listening from 2009 to 10, but it took me two years to actually adapt it fully into my practice. From there, I got to know that whatever consent we actually saw it or even still see it on net, that is not the actual consent form. It is the body of the consent. The top and the bottom have to be customized, and so there can never be a fixed consent form. This is the way the management, the marketing, the MBAs, and the various PG diplomas. Again, those things, bioinformatics, say uh, cyber thing. Uh, intellectual property rights those those things kept on happening and i was actually interested in learning so at one point of time in 2016 dad said ab to bas kar yaar sasal ho gaye tere ko padte ko main thak gaya hu tu nahi thaka so i said dad aapne aadat lagayi hai main nahi thaka to aapki bhi aadat because my dad finished his much of education after marriage much after even i was born so he right. was also a continuous learner again these things have come hereditary to me mm-hmm. Okay, so if we if we look uh, at the timeline macroscopically, we can say that Dr. Bhavdi was someone who was interested in doing engineering. Uh, then he was not interested in doing either medical or uh, dentistry, but eventually he went uh, into dentistry, and then he did his uh, MBA and PG diploma in different courses. from the mind of an engineer to somebody who teaches medical legal aspects in dentistry practice management marketing and all sorts of stuff and yes a dental practitioner the funny thing is that by 2007 my 2000 injury had almost fully healed mm-hmm. i was back to cricket uh, the only thing i had to actually consciously do in my practice was to shift to a standing working regime right I couldn't sit for longer durations doing dentistry. I still do, uh, yes, many procedures while sitting, but majority of my work I do try to do, or at least I try to do while standing only. Yes, mm-hmm. now age is also catching up in that regard. Uh, but uh, the funny thing is that when the injury is healed, I ask that, yeah, up to ठीक हो गई अब छोड़ दूँ यार MBA. Dad always said, never leave anything unfinished in life. जो शुरू किया उसको complete करो. Mm-hmm. and he said me one thing in 2008 i remember uh, exactly 12 years from now he said education tumhari life mein kabhi waste nahi jayegi mm-hmm. ek kis roop mein kis jagah pe kaise kaam aa jayegi even you will not know and right. believe me at that time i had never thought that though my what i'm doing in 2006 and 7 i'll be commercially using them 10 years down the line uh, since 2016 or 17 so i am commercially using it uh, those things applied into dentistry i had learned the management part but to apply in dentistry is purely my own part purely my own niche which i have done and carved for my colleagues uh, how to use those uh, practice management skills or marketing skills in dentistry or your hr skills all those uh, again those financial skills thinking from a dentist perspective so those things have been actually a game changer for me but uh, yes my dad has a big role in every such aspect of my life exactly exactly this was uh, quite interesting the entire journey so uh, moving ahead uh, with the bigger question of today why finance and why uh, practice management if talking about dentist that why should uh, they learn about finance and why they should be thinking about practice management see uh, i have a totally different perspective i'll first uh, speak about practice management 
people think of practice management as a magical formula or mm-hmm. kind of a magical syrup that uh, i'll give them in a lecture and uh, they will drink it overnight and monday morning onward if i give a sunday lecture monday morning onward they'll start having more patience right. as i said it is actually a process mm-hmm. the practice management journey begins with the first aspect knowing yourself mm-hmm. knowing your strength it is all about your swot analysis first then the second part is know your customers as kyc as we say or know your patients right and then you know your patients what kind of they uh, needs and wants they are carrying mm-hmm. understand their needs and wants estimate them and then actually deliver a treatment plan we can't sell what we have we can send only what they need so that is the prime philosophy we have to follow while dealing with practice management and each patient is a unique patient one shoe does not fit all so one formula one uh, say approach will not fit all patients as well So mm-hmm. that is where you need to really learn the concept of practice management fully, uh, where you actually say uh, decide that uh, uh, numbers are also important to me. As mm-hmm. I said, when you grow in life, uh, you actually say need to measure them as well tangibly, and to right. measure them tangibly, the biggest role is via finance. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless you are aware of your numbers, you can't measure your tangible growth. Exactly. Once uh, you learn the basics of managing your and why I take these things things is because of the pure one reason that mm-hmm. practice management will teach you knowing yourself, exploring yourself, uh, say unearthing your hidden potentials, and actually uh, say uh, 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 knowing your patients as well to uh, say unlock your potential to earn more. Right. And once you start earning more or say having more money. the zeal comes to, uh, there is a zeal or there is sometimes a hunch to go on the wrong side of the law that is where the role of mle comes in to keep you on the right side of the law to keep you fully say bound to the laws and the regulations of the fraternity and once you have earned money with marketing with practice management skills and and doing on the rightful side of the law the need actually comes to make that money grow for you so unless your money is growing uh you can't actually say people always say these are bad times these are covid 19 times suggest me an alternative profession the other day i was uh, say uh, taking a webinar on uh, iap academy indian academy predictions of uh, maharashtra state branch so many of them were much senior to me 50 plus or close to 60 they said kindly tell us another profession mm-hmm. at this age you don't need another profession your passive income is your second profession mm-hmm. make your money grow for you so that you don't have to repent later on that you don't have a second profession my right. father always used to say ki paisa itna kama lo ya us tarike kama lo ya us tarike invest kar lo mm-hmm. so that your money starts earning money for you and if you even if you don't have any income flowing in a month god forbid mm-hmm. happens that happens um you are actually uh, say attuned to that and you keep on earning actually more that is all we have for today we will be definitely looking forward to a few more conversations with you and this time definitely about something else not just finance and practice management thank you so much dr pavdeep it was great talking to you we learned a lot about your perspective your journey and how finance practice management can really help you and more importantly how someone who was interested in 
doing engineering and uh, doing dentistry full time and helping other dentists with practice management finance marketing and mle all right this was a session with dr bhavdeep singh ahuja you were listening to the underdog dentist show i'll see you around goodbye